We're holding Masachas Peya, Perik Hey Mishnah Base, Five Two. This Mishnah lapses and goes from the halachas of Leket, which we've been discussing, and we'll discuss more for a few more Mishnahs, and digresses for a moment into the halachas of Shikha. The Pasuk says, Ki siktsor k'tsircha b'sadecha, v'shachachta omer b'sadeh, lo sashuv l'kachto, l'ger v'liyasom v'la'amana iya. When you are reaping your harvest in your field, and you forget a bundle in the field, you may not go back to collect it, rather to the convert and the orphan and the widow, it shall be. So the way that the Bartha learns it, that's what our topic is we're talking about here, a new mitzvah, the mitzvah called shikha, the prohibition against going back to collect forgotten uh, grain, etc. And although the Pasuk refers to a, a um, an omer, a sheaf of wheat, uh, it's understood that it also applies equally to standing grain that was overlooked in the harvesting process. And that's what we're talking about over here. As the Mishnah says, shibolas shibakatsir, if one, there's a stalk in the middle of the harvesting and one didn't get it as he was going through his field harvesting, but it's not very far away, varosha magila kama, it's head, the head of the stalk, if you lean it over, could actually touch to the standing grain. I mean, there's just a little small space between where you were reaping a minute ago to where the standing grain is. So that means it's not so far away and not necessarily passed by grain that you couldn't go back for because of the bits of shikha. So then, how far is too far? The answer is, im im hakama. If it can be reaped with the rest of the standing grain, then you can keep it. But if he can't harvest both at the same time, it's too far apart, too too away, or he doesn't do it that way, then then the stalk of is now shikha and therefore belongs to the anim. Uh, it should be noted that the Rambam understands that we're continuing to talk about leket, and we're talking about if it's considered to be leket, a stalk that was a fallen stalk, if you will, but it didn't fall literally and being detached, rather it was just didn't get cut fully, and that's even though it's attached to the ground, since it didn't get ripped up with the harvesting process, it's actually considered to be not shikha, like the Bartonon understands, but another case of leket. The Mishnah goes on to a new case here. Shibolis sheleket, a stalk of leket, shnis arva begadish, they got mixed up with a large pile of other grains. So you can't identify this one particular stalk of leket. That stalk over belongs to the Aniyam, and the rest of the grain belongs to the Balhabayas. So the problem is, how does one now give the Ani his due? Because simply give him any stalk from that big gadish, that big pile, would mean that the stalk that the Ani got is still untied and would need to be tied. And that would sort of speak cost the Ani part of, you know, whatever it is, let's call it 20% of his, uh, his stalk. So one can't do that. He must first, he must give the economic equivalent of the full tithe exempt stalk that was like it to the ani. So how will he do it? He'll he'll take a different stalk and he will tie that one stalk in place of it. But no and give that now tithe exempt or tithe better but tithe stalk on uh to the ani. Uh, now it's not as simple as it sounds. It would be simple if he had a stalk that he could pull from that was not part of the mix, the mix of mostly Gadish, regular Tevil untied stalks, 
and one stalk of leket. Um, if he had a separate stalk that just was good old-fashioned tevel, uh, untied produce, he could just, you know, tithe it, transferring the obligation of that one stalk onto the other untied material, and then, simple as that, give it to Yanni. But if he only has that one particular pile, so then he's forced to pull one stalk out of the haystack, and there's a possibility that the very stalk that he pulled out is the leket that was lost in the first place. So he has to sort of do a conditional transfer of obligation to tithe it. He'll take a stalk out and he'll say, if this was the leket stalk, so then I'm giving it honey. And if not, then this is regular tevil and I'm transferring the obligations of tithing it onto a second stalk, which will pull out of the pile. Um, but even that's not simple and that not sufficient because there's a possibility that it's the second stalk that he pulls out, which is the original leket stalk. And that being the case, the first thing he pulls out is untithed and needs to have the tithes transferred off of it. And the second stock, which was Leket, is now ineligible to be the recipient of those tithes because Leket is permanently tithe exempt. So therefore, he'll have to take actually a total of three stocks out. So he'll take the first stock out and you'll have to say, if this stock had been the Leket, so then I'm giving it to the Ani. And if it wasn't the Leket, I'm now exempting it from further tithe requirements by transferring the obligations from this first stock onto a second stock. And if that second stock was obligated, excuse me, if that second stock happened to have been the leket, so then I'm transferring the obligations from the first stock onto a third stock. And then you can give the, only the first stock and whichever one, either the second or the third, which now received the obligations from that first stock, will go back in the pile and be part of the equation to do the general tithing. And the only will get one stock, which is tithe three. Now, to that, there's an objection. I'm Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer objects. Now, the truth is Rabbi Eliezer doesn't object this on his own shita, because if you look back to um, 4.9, you'll see that Rabbi Eliezer allows for a rich person to acquire on behalf of a poor person. But according to the Chachamim, who we're talking to, who, he, who he's addressing, he says, since the Balhabayas is unable to uh, acquire a stock of leket, the previous mission was called Peah, but it's the same dinim, a, a stock of leket on behalf of the poor person. According to you, Sir according to you, the Chachamim, how could it be that you essentially do a trade exchanging the Ani's leket for your now tithe-free stock, tithe-exempt stock, when the Ani didn't acquire yet? So really all you're doing essentially is just giving him another stock, and you're taking leket. You're taking leket in the field and you're saying, okay, it's economically the same thing. The problem is, essentially, you're sort of speak stealing that one circle of leket, which is disallowed. You can't take the leket. And therefore, what you'll have to do is find a way to first transfer that stock to the possession of the ani. And then once he has it, then do the trade with him and say wherever his stock of leket may be, he now has it. And he can trade it back with the Balhabayas in exchange for another you know, stock that has no title obligations. So how will you do that? The Balhabayas will give as a matana, as a gift, the entire stack of grain to the poor person. It will be matana al-menachs a gift that's given on the condition that the recipient has to return the, th- return the gift to the original owner. This is a bona fide gift, and maybe it's most familiar to people um, with things like an, an esrog, when a person has to own the esrog on the first day of Sukkot. So when he has got his own esrog, the person who owns the esrog has to actually give it and make it the recipient's esrog shakers temporarily his 
on the condition that he, after using the S-robe, gives it back to the, the original owner. Um, in any case, so this will be matana amas amanas lahachzir, gift on condition that the recipient gives it back. So the balhabayas will give the entire stack to the ani. And now the ani has it. They'll do a trade. They'll do a trade one stock of, one stock of, he'll give everything but one stock, uh, to the ani, or two stocks, I guess, two stocks, and then he'll make the trade back with ani, giving one of the two stocks after making the declaration, uh, to the ani, and then the ani will transfer back the whole rest of the pile back to the original owner, original balhabayas. That's what it says here. El mezakez the ani bechol hagadish. First, the balhabayas transfers ownership of the entire pile to the ani, withholding the stock that he can now tithe properly, and then he will uh, give that newly tithed stock to newly exempt from tithe stock to the Ani, and the Ani will then transfer back the rest of the pile, including what had been Leket, the stock inside the mix, to the original Balhabayas. Now we'll solve the problems according to the according to how Rabbi Eliezer wants to impute the Shita of the Chacham should be. The Chacham, however, don't require that. They hold it unnecessary to also do this, you know, cumbersome temporary gift. And it's they made it as if um as if the poor person had already acquired it. As the the Lushan is Asu Kazocha. They made it as if, even though he hadn't actually acquired it, the poor person, the piece of, of stock of Leket, they made it as if he had, at least for the sake of this transaction, quote unquote.